0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Good day, everyone. This is Tony Moscow with your high school sports podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, Los Angeles' number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for everyone. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? Joining me this week is Sierra Canyon senior quarterback Chaden Peary, a recent verbal commitment to the rambling wreck of Georgia Tech. First of all, Jaden, congratulations on the commitment and welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you and thank you for having me.
0: Jaden, uh, how did you get that name? Is that a family name?
1: Uh, it was actually a combination of two names. My dad wanted uh, Kaden, my mom wanted uh, Brandon. So uh, they just combined and made it Jaden.
0: Well, there you go. Um, Sierra Canyon, four years. Why did you choose to go to Sierra Canyon, and where is your normal public school?
1: Uh, My normal public school is Valencia High School, and I actually didn't know much about Sierra Canyon until uh, my friend Jake Hickson, who's uh, one of our defensive ends, um, his dad was talking to my dad and said, oh, come visit with Jake, and my dad woke up and said, okay, we're going to go visit Sierra Canyon today, so I was like, okay. Okay. Um, we went there and then, um, I mean, we had a conversation with coach house in his office and coach survey and, uh, we were sold after that. And that, we, um, uh, that was kind of like right then and there. I was like, okay, I want to come here for sure. Um, and there was actually a lot of people from, um, I'm from Santa Clarita. So there's a ton of people from Santa Clarita that actually go to Sierra Canyon.
0: There are a lot of people yeah. from up here that go to Sierra Canyon that I know. Oh yeah. Uh wh- how weird was it though playing against Valencia, you know, the couple times that you guys have played?
1: Um, it wasn't too weird. It was actually uh the game I look forward to every year. Um really fun. Just because um, you know, one of my best friends is uh a lineman there. Um I you know, I went to middle school with most of the players there. Um if not I knew of them or have or met them before, um at, at things out here, so um, It was cool to be able to play against my friends and definitely be able to win twice in a row to have bragging rights, so that's good.
0: Yeah. Now let's go back your freshman year. The team is coming off a two-overtime CIF championship game the year before, mm-hmm. uh, a state championship, Johnny Hawkins returning quarterback, Mason Quant comes in from St. Bonaventure, mm-hmm. Quant is named the starter, blows out his knee in the first game, Freshman Jaden Peary gets the call. What were you thinking before that first snap?
1: Um, man. Um don't know really what I was thinking. I was um I was very nervous. I mean I didn't expect uh to get in at all. Um, you know, I hadn't you know, people say in college, you know, and, and in high school, you know, stay ready stay ready, uh, 'cause your opportunity can come whenever. And I, I really mm-hmm. hadn't been exposed to that. Um to that, really, I'd I just been playing youth ball and been the starter my whole life. And so, once I was back, I was kind of like, okay, I'll just be the backup, be a good JV, QB. Um, so, I really hadn't prepared. And I think that was honestly a turning point. Um, and I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to prepare for every game. Um, no matter if I'm starting, if I'm not, I'm going to prepare uh, just as if I was a starter um, and not let this happen again.
0: And your first three plays, I'm sure you would love to forget these but a fumble and two interceptions. And I asked Coach Ellinghouse this week, I said, what did he say to you as you came off the field as those plays unfolded? And he told me, he said, he knew you had it in you to be successful, just calmed you down and gave you the vote of confidence. All that is great, but what are you thinking as you're out there, going out there for that fourth play after your first three were disastrous?
1: Oh, they were very disastrous. Um, all I thought was just, you know, bouncing back and, and recovering from that and just kind of flushing that down the toilet and just thinking, you know, next play, best play, and, um, you know, trusting in the coaches to put me in the right situation.
0: And the core of that team was very young. Yeah, you J.J. and J.D. Hernandez. Mm-hmm. Uh, D.J. Harvey, Sumlin, Corey Jones, Hunter Williams. How did everybody react to you in the huddle after those first three plays? Did they have your back? Did you know that they they were behind you?
1: Um, I think I definitely earned that. Um, either for some guys before that, um, you know, some of the younger guys really respected me just because uh, I played with them before in, in middle school or or, or in elementary school. Um, and and they knew me well, and I think I it took like probably that next summer or or that like those next few games to really gain respect of the older guys, um because they were able to see you know I'm gonna work for this team and 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 I'll take whatever's given to me and just um you know do anything for the team take any hit and, and pop right back up and um you know I'm an, I'm an all for the team guy, so uh. I mean, I think that definitely gained the respect.
0: What was that Monday practice like after that Westlake game?
1: Oh. Um, we had film on Saturday and um it, it was it was all pretty weird to me honestly because I'd never experienced something like that. I never experienced, you know, it was my first Friday night game and then it was, a, it was a pretty hard loss. Um I was all new to it and and JD actually I remember JD Hernandez called for a team meeting. And kind of just said, you know, this has got to be a wake up call for us and not a sign of defeat. You know, we got to bounce back from this and and show, you know, stuff happened, but we can respond from adversity and, and go be great. So, um, and JD's always been a great leader for Syracuse. I think he'll honestly be named, you know, probably the best leader ever in Syracuse history. So, a um, uh, lot of respect for that kid.
0: For sure, both yeah, um, he and his brother, fantastic players, and, and just the legacy of Sierra Canyon. Now, after that game, you settled in pretty nicely. You only threw two interceptions in your next 150 or so pass attempts. Thirteen touchdowns. You you run off eight wins in a row, outscoring people 42 to four. What changed for you? What clicked in your head?
1: Um, definitely the preparation. I I took that a lot more seriously and. And, and I still do. I mean, um, a big thing for me this year was just um, I had, uh, you know, I always had the most huddle film, um, you know, time, because uh, Coach House can actually see how much time he spent on huddle. So I always had the most, and, and that was kind of like not really a goal but an expectation. I'd be in Coach House's office uh, every free period I had, um, you know, to learn about what I'm doing wrong in practice and then scout the next opponent. And I think it's all just about preparation.
0: And John Wooden, you don't – maybe you don't remember him, but he said "Prepare. failing to prepare is preparing to fail. How much preparation do you put in during a week?
1: Oh, a ton. Um, you know, I've had nights where I actually fall asleep, you know, watching huddle film. Um, I go um, – this season I started working out before school. So I'd, I'd go on like a run or, or go run hills or something before school, uh, shower, go to school. Um, and then during the day, during lunch, we'd have film as a team. And then I'd go back during a free period and watch more film with Coach House, um, have practice, uh, throw with the receivers after uh, for routes that I didn't really connect on uh, during that practice. We'd work those routes, uh, make sure they were good. And then uh, I'd go home and then watch more film uh, before I went to bed.
0: That's a lot of work and studying as well because you're a smart kid.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, sir.
0: Um, so you rattle off eight wins in a row. Only one team scored more than seven points. That was Calabasas. <clears throat> Let's go back to that game as they were probably very heavily favored. Uh-huh. Our Fox crew, we were there. Your game was the third in a row that we did at Calabasas. They beat Valencia 65-63 to in a track meet. Yeah. I and mean, they destroyed Westlake by over thirty, and I'm sure nobody expected you guys to win that game, except you guys in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Was that game where you think it really all came together versus at a versus a high quality opponent for you? Um,
1: I, I think the coaching staff does a great job of game planning against teams, and um. I think we honestly all expected to win and it wasn't kind of something that was like crazy that we won, uh, for everyone else, it was, oh my gosh, you know, Sierra Canyon just knocked off the baddest team in in the area, really. Um, you know, they were stacked. Um, but for us, it was kind of like, yeah, like this is what we, this is what we should have had versus Westlake. Um, that was like kind of our statement, um, that we're here and, uh, you know it was a crazy game, but uh, probably one of my most memorable and favorite games I've ever played in.
0: And I remember doing that game, and and we were obviously on the Calabasas side, and and they were talking about how who is Sierra Canyon? You know, we're gonna we got you know Johnny Wilson and Pittman, and you know, um, you know, really good quarterback, a uh, 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 Jaden Casey, a good offensive line, a fast defense, and they expected to blow you guys out. What was the talk in the locker room before the game, before you guys came out?
1: Um, before the game, um, it was kind of just like, you know, don't fall into the moment. You know, stay stay focused in, in our game plan. And, and no matter what happens, you know, stay focused on what we came here to do and what we're taught to do. And uh, don't try to do too much because when we do too much, you know, we get out of our comfort zone and, and start doing stuff that we shouldn't. So, um, just doing our job, and, um, I mean, that's really it.
0: What was it like for you, though, to beat a team that good, personally, after that Westlake game? Did you kind of have that feeling like, okay, you know what, I got this, this is my team now?
1: It was definitely a confidence booster, so yeah. And then, um, definitely helped me towards, you know, the next season. Uh, I was kind of like... You know, I came in as a freshman. I was like, you know, I don't know if I could play at this level. kind of had some doubts while I was playing. And then my sophomore year, I was like, you know, this is where I belong. I, I should be here. And, and now it's just time to dominate. So um, it was great to at that time. It was great to, to – that whole season really. Um, You know, we didn't get the outcome we wanted. But I think that was a big stepping stone to where uh, Sierra Canyon is now.
0: What did you learn the most? What was the one thing you took away from that season – that helped you in the next two seasons?
1: Um, Definitely just focus on preparation. Um, That was big. And then um, I'd say uh, just the confidence, really, um, to be able to know that, you know, I'm playing against 18-, um, 19-year-olds, and I belong with these guys, and I can compete with these guys, and not
0: only compete but dominate. And your sophomore year, we did your opening game against Westlake at Granada Hills, and I remember standing on the field talking to Coach Ellinghouse before the game watching you warm up, and I said to him, I said, man, Shaden looks a lot bigger and has a much stronger arm. Mm-hmm. What did you do that offseason, and what do you do now to continue to improve?
1: Um, I think that season was really just a lot of um, natural growth. Um, just becoming older, maturing, and then I mean I've always worked with my trainer, Mike Uden. He's a one of the best trainers in really in the country. Um, he's he's well known in Santa Clarita. Um, so just working with him, getting me stronger always, and I still work with them. I, I just had him earlier today actually. Um, and then now it's more of you know getting my body right and and not only just you know lifting, but you know doing the little things, the little footwork, the little Mirror drills other quarterback, the little, all the little things, um, diet, for sure. Um, that was a thing that I just started really this year. Is just really changing my diet, and and I actually met with a nutritionalist to to make sure I'm eating the right things. Um, and then yeah.
0: And your sophomore year, a a great sophomore year. You beat Cajon with Jaden Daniels. You beat Upland. You lose to Liberty in the state game. How much do you think you you guys improved as a team from your that first year until that year where you ended up losing to Liberty in that state game?
1: Um, I really think it was all about that Wesley game where we just – that was kind of a turning point where we were just like, you know, we're never going to let this happen again. Um, you know, if we're, we're going to lose – uh, hopefully not often, but if we're gonna lose, um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna bounce back and know how to handle adversity. And and that next year, we actually lost the first two games to Westlake and then Lawndale. and and both games we we could have had and just made too many mistakes, and and we knew that. So we knew, um, you know, we just have to stay focused and not focus on the little things and, and not make those mistakes.
0: Um, and a lot of times, it's those little things that we as as broadcasters or fans or or parents, for that matter, where we just don't see them, but you guys, it's so important that you pay attention to those because one wrong read, one missed offensive line call can, can mean winning and losing a game that's close. Oh, yeah,
1: 100%. And the thing that was frustrating about those games really was, you know, we go watch film and it's like, you know, we get this play, we get this block, this play goes for a touchdown instead of a two-yard gain. Um, that changes the momentum in the first quarter, or something later in the game where it's, it's a certain play, and I um, I miss a read, and if he if I got that throw off and he caught it, it probably would have been a touchdown, and and that would have been the deciding factor in the game. So um, something that's a big jump from from you know the youth level to high school, is just the attention to detail is is so so like minuscule. I mean. Yeah, I mean, you make one mistake in a high school game, and that can mean the difference in a whole game. Whereas, you know, you play as a young kid, and you, you make mistakes, and it's fine. Um, and, you know, it really is the, the team that makes the least mistakes wins.
0: Yeah, and at the youth level, you give me a couple of guys that are really good athletes, and I'm going to win most of my games. You yeah. get to the high school level, especially at the varsity level. You know, like you said, you're you're a freshman at 14, playing against guys 18-plus years old. And the speed of the game is so much faster. The reaction that you have to have, the defenses are more complex. And what was the biggest thing that you needed to adjust to besides those things to be successful?
1: Um, I just say, um, man, you kind of stumped me on that one.
0: Uh, no big deal. Um, I did ask Coach Ellinghouse about your best attribute, and he said your ability to see the play and know where to go with the ball, and it's usually where he wants you to go with it. Mm-hmm. What do you think your best attribute is? Um,
1: I'd honestly go with just my, my overall toughness, uh, mental and physical, you know. I've taken some pretty big hits in that, even in that game against Calabasas as a freshman, um, and still, the, you know, we played against the Gabriel Floyd and, and Justin Flo, and I mean those guys didn't hit softly at all. Um, they knew how to hit for sure. So um, definitely my toughness, and then just being able to stay calm and poised, and have that mental fortitude to just be able to block everything out and and run a play. And if it's if it's bad, if it's good, whatever, be able to flush it and, and just think about the next player.
0: Um, Sierra Canyon over the years has kind of taken a lot of heat. You know, oh, they haven't played anyone. Oh, they're in a lower division. But each year, you know, before you were there and now they've moved up, they've won, they've been successful. Did stuff like that ever bother you being a part of the program?
1: Um, I think that was a goal. You know, these past two years, I think we've done a good job of just earning respect. From the teams in socal um i think the thing the next step really now that we're at the the highest level um for this year and then the next few years for the other classes um this probably is just dominating socal and, and not just being respected but you know dominating these teams
0: and a lot of people say well they didn't play anybody but i've looked up the teams you guys have played calabasas valencia grace brethren cajon upland oaks Christian, saint paul you don't back down from anybody. And now looking at your schedule this year, you open with a Trinity League school, J. Sarah. Then you have Calabasas, Oaks Christian. You guys don't back down from anybody. How much fun is it as, as a program to kind of, you know, I don't want to say shut people up, but kind of shut people up?
1: <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Um, it's definitely fun. Um, I think, you know, I've always – you know, the underdog stories and the Cinderella stories, I think those are the best ones. And, and being able to say, you know, we were an underdog in this game and came out on top, uh, definitely more rewarding than, you know, just beating up on a team that we should have beat up on, you know, and then, um, and yeah, I mean, we scheduled also Saguaro this year. Um, you know, the state champ in Arizona, um, they're, they're pretty much the most dominant team in Arizona. So I'm definitely looking forward to that game. Um,
0: and- and I love your schedule, and and I've had this conversation with Coach House and and Coach Gonzaga several times. That you know, you guys, yeah, there was that time where you you were the, the the little school, and you've got to pay your dues. And but now you guys are doing it. And Coach House told me he thinks that this is the best team that he's ever had. Is this the best team that you've been around in your four years there?
1: Yeah, definitely. I just think because you know I came in as a freshman and sophomore, and all these guys. Um, we're all young, um, but now that we got—I mean, all, everyone's mature now. Everyone's going to be a senior. Um, DJ Quatro, um, you know all the guys that I came in with, um, even guys that you know haven't played much, um, like Daniel Prado. He's—he's he's been a JV guy the whole time and and made huge improvements this year. And, and um, you know, it's—it's it's great to see all these guys mature and, and as well as me, myself. So uh, I'm excited to see what we can do this year. I'm hoping we start somewhat on time. Um, But, I mean, whenever the season comes, we'll be ready.
0: Now, you guys all practice all the levels, fresh um, JV and varsity at the same time. Does that benefit you at all to go against JV guys, or is it something where it's just that's the way it's been done and these guys are coming up and they're giving 100% to try and prove themselves?
1: I think it definitely helps just because – you know, those guys are going to go harder than, than some varsity guys that are just thrown over on the defense that are kind of lackadaisical. You got, you know, sophomores over there that are just trying to prove themselves and 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 prove that, you know, they could play in a varsity game, so they're going to uh, beat up on the varsity offense during practice. So um, I think that helps us. And then for them, um, you know, it just really speeds up the developmental process for them. So, I mean, those guys are, are – learning way more than they would in just a JV on JV practice and, and getting real varsity reps in practice.
0: Which benefits them in the future because those guys are now, you know, your juniors from last year's sophomore team that, uh-huh. that uh, you rely on to, you know, block for you, um, you know, get the ball back for you.
1: Yeah. I mean, Angelo Polito is a great example. He, um, you know, he, he tried to work us on defense all the time as a, as a freshman and, and then he came out as a sophomore last year and did a really great job on the varsity defense. So um, it's cool to see that. And and I think that's a big reason young guys play so often at Sierra Canyon.
0: Well, a lot of coaches say the best one plays no matter, regardless of what grade you're in. Um, yeah. While other quarterbacks are changing schools and, and it's well publicized with social media, this guy's been to this many schools in this many years and this guy's leaving this school to go to that school and, and, and you see it all over the place, but you stayed at one school for all four years when I'm sure that your phone has, you buzzed, rang, whatever phones do these days with people calling you to go to their school. Why'd you stay at Sierra Canyon?
1: Um, My family's big on loyalty. So, um, you know, Unless it's something crazy, I mean, once we make a decision, we stick with it, and we and we stick with our word. So, um, I think just staying at one school was a thing I, I was, you know, raised to do. So, um, it's not crazy for me. I now it is in the world that we live in. You know, people transfer every day and now in college. You know, the transfer portal is the new thing, um, and the transfer portal is just like high school now. So, um, it's crazy to think that me staying at a school for four years is. It's kind of out of the ordinator when you know <laughs> that was the thing that was expected uh, in the past. So, uh,
0: well, if your parents raised you that way and and you're a loyal person, I think that says a lot about you. Where you know what? No, I'm going to stay here. You're with your friends. You've developed relationships. You've got a great coaching staff. Oh, and by the way, you've had a heck of a lot of success there, which a lot a lot of schools don't.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt.
0: Um you are now the senior what advice are you giving to the younger guys that you learned from guys like jj and jd and and josh carlin and and the seniors that came before you
1: um well i I make sure to reach out to all the freshmen um and we have a whole team group chat so uh, i texted them all personally and just told them you know um if you guys have any questions on how anything works you know you can hit me up or if you ever want to work out you know i'm I live in Santa Cruz, but I, I can drive, whatever. And then I think something is just like, you know, we were in your position. You know, seniority is a big thing at Sierra Canyon. I think, um, you know, when freshmen come in and, and you're humble and you earn your stripes, you know, um, you really develop. And, and that was something that every freshman has to go through. And then as a sophomore, and then you finally get to have that seniority as a senior. And, um, I mean, it's really cool to see yourself earn that and, and look back and be like, man, Felt like yesterday I was a freshman that had to go clean up after practice on the field. And now, um, you know, we're those guys that are driving and, and doing all this stuff. So um I think just being humble and, and just steady grinding and then just waiting for your opportunity and making that opportunity happen through practice against the first-string varsity, you know, defense or offense um is where you earn your stripes.
0: And you probably get first pick of seats on the bus, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: Um, Mike Gonzaga, I think is one of the best defensive coaches in the Southern section. Have you ever had conversations with him about what the other defense is doing? You guys sit down and say, Hey coach, where can I find a weakness here? Where can I, you know, take advantage of something?
1: Um, I haven't too much. It's mostly just coach house. Um, I do have a great relationship with coach Gonzaga. Um, you know, every film session, every Saturday film session, I sit next to him during defense. And and we talk about what they're doing and, and stuff that we did wrong. Um, and we, and he always jokes with me, so um, I, I really like Coach Gonzaga, and um,
0: yeah. And a very well respected um practice lately. Obviously, we are in unprecedented times. Some schools have started, some schools have not started. You guys are one that has started. How weird is it going to practice but not really being able to be near anybody?
1: Um I, it's it's weird, uh different, um, sometimes frustrating just because you know, people in other counties are being able are able to have full practices and, and throw footballs and, and be in full team groups. Whereas mm-hmm. we're in smaller groups, um there's still some guys that I'm not able to see. Um so it's weird. Um, I haven't adjusted yet to it, but, um, I mean, we just kind of take it out it goes, and uh, we're just happy to be back out there.
0: Have a, have a lot of guys gone out and done the seven-on-seven seven circuit where, and I know it's going on, we all know it's going on, where, and the linemen doing the, the camp or whatever the linemen do it, without the social distancing? And is it frustrating that you know guys are out there doing that, but you guys can't?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, just because, you know, we live in a certain county uh, on the edge of a certain border, so we're not able to have the same freedoms as, as other teams, and, and we're kind of set back in that way. It's it's kind of annoying, but, um, you know, we're just staying ready and doing extra stuff on our own too because football is going to come back at some point and we're going to be able to be a team, a full team at some point, and um, we'll be ready for that.
0: Hopefully soon. Speaking of, you know, football, you – are not allowed to have a football at practice you are throwing an imaginary ball that's got to be just something different but good because you haven't thrown an interception and your completion percentage is 100% right
1: <laughs> yeah for sure um yeah, it was weird just the other day at practice you know I was doing like quarterback drills with just my hands right there and I, I had to go pick up a water bottle and I told coach Serva, you know I just I need to hold something it just feels too weird um, so i mean i'm hoping this is a stepping stone and hopefully we have to you know, throw the ball around in a week or two or, or whatever. So um, we're just hoping for the best.
0: Your college commitment, Georgia Tech, you had Arizona State, you had Boise State, among others. I, I don't know of anybody from Southern California that's gone to Georgia Tech. Why the rambling wreck?
1: Um, I mean, distance is not a big thing for me, and, and uh, that spot was actually perfect because my dad – uh, works – his uh, corporate headquarters is in Duluth, Georgia, which is about 20 minutes from Georgia Tech from, from Atlanta. So he flies into Atlanta probably about five times a year and passes right by Georgia Tech. So um, I hadn't visited the school uh, when I committed. It was kind of based off his word, you know, you would like Atlanta. It's very similar to the places you've been around. So you, you'll like it. You'll fit in well. And <laughs> –
0: um, what did you did you want to do when you're older and does the school offer that for you?
1: Yeah, they have great job opportunities and I want to major in journalism and they have uh, great job opportunities around in the city with, uh, you know, TNT headquarters is, is uh, literally a walk from, from the field. So um, I, I hope to intern there and, and get into that business, whether it's, um, you know, being a journalist, uh, some sort of writer or broadcast or something like that. Um, just to be surrounded by the sport while not being able to play it.
0: Well, I'm not going to let you take my job, that's for sure. (laughs) Uh, What have they told you about, you know, you coming in and your prospects as far as other quarterbacks being there?
1: Um, I've actually talked with one of the quarterbacks there right now, uh, Jeff Sims. He hit me up when I committed, and I thought that was really cool. Um, So I'm excited to go, uh, you know, learn from him and learn from the other guys. Um, and then for the class we have coming in, I mean, we have like a group chat of all the commits. And, um, you know, if you see the text going back and forth, you know, we're all very like-minded people. And I think that just shows, you know, that Georgia Tech uh, looking for a certain type of kid, certain type of character. Um, so that's really good. And I just think the, the family vibe there is, is different than I got from, from any other school.
0: And what do you think you need to do to improve on in your own game to be successful at that level?
1: Um, I mean, just overall, everything, really. Um, You know, college is is a different beast. And just, um, you know, overall strength, of course, and just getting adjusted to the speed of the game and and learning, you know, more intricate offenses. um, As well as just becoming, you know, more mobile. And, you know, that's a thing that's becoming more prominent in football today is, is being a mobile quarterback, so I definitely want to improve that uh, by the time I get to college and, and in college as well.
0: Yeah, and guys, you're so much bigger and faster. You better be mobile because you got to run away from them, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh,
0: last thing before I let you go, I want to ask you five just off-the-wall questions. All of these have to do with food.
1: Okay. Right.
0: Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Yes. Pre-game meal.
1: We always have uh, stone fire, um, like catered uh, before the game. So I get chicken salad and the breadsticks.
0: All right, bacon or sausage?
1: Turkey bacon.
0: Grape or strawberry jelly with peanut butter?
1: Um, I go grape, and I'm actually allergic to peanut butter, so almond butter. Wow.
0: Okay, then. Um, favorite burger place up in Santa Clarita, then.
1: Hook burger
0: All right. And favorite meal your mother makes? Uh,
1: sausage pasta.
0: Sausage pasta. All right.
1: Yeah, it's like a Cajun dish that she makes. She's not even Cajun or anything. has nothing that in the background, but it's an amazing uh, meal.
0: So. All right. You're going to have to give Coach House the recipe so he can give it to me, or you can give it to me, and I'll see if I can hook it up.
1: <laughs> For sure.
0: Well, Jaden, thank you for taking the time to talk with me on the podcast. It, it has been a pleasure. Um, I've really enjoyed watching you play the last couple of years, and you know, some higher power willing, we have a football season this year, and and we can get out and do one of your games. and And best of luck, and you know, love to see you guys make a run at that higher division, mm-hmm. uh, play some of those teams like you know Bosco, Modern Day, and like I we said, Jay Sarah at the top of your schedule. Um, it, it's just great watching you guys succeed, and I look forward to seeing you in the future.
1: Thank you. I appreciate you having me on.
0: All right. Thanks a bunch, and I uh, hope to see you down the road.
1: All right. For sure. Thank you.
0: All right. If you like the podcast, please don't be shy about hitting the subscribe button. If you've got any ideas or any suggestions, please hit me up on Twitter at Tony Moskal or at TonyMoskal at gmail.com. Uh, Crazy times we're still going through. Hopefully we have a football season this year. Baseball just around the corner. NBA, NHL starting up. So hopefully things are going in the right direction. Everybody stay safe out there and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for listening to Believe.